Good morning and welcome into the Pits and Peril podcast. I'm your host, Todd Kramer, and uh, we're already at week two. So to help break down these week two matchups, we've got Billiam Chambers on the line. Bill, how you doing? Thanks, Mr. Kramer. Happy to be here. All right. So we got week two matchups coming up, but some some other interesting stuff happened in the last couple of days. We had our first uh, waiver bidding period. So we saw a, a little bit of Bitcoin spent. Uh, you want to bring up any uh, interesting Bitcoin purchases that you saw? You know, a couple. I think, you know, with the week one of Bitcoin spend, it, it just brings up an interesting, interesting time because we're really the market is going to find, you know, who are, you know, what's an RB worth, right? What's what's Cole Beasley worth, you know, um, found it a little interesting that, uh you know, Cole Beasley is somebody that was just passed around the waivers last year. You know, he gets three bucks in week one, you know? Um, you mean the village bicycle of fantasy football? Totally. Yeah, that's that's correct. And, you know, that was one that jumped out um, that Arizona defense is worth seven. Yeah, that um, was that I was, was a little surprised fan. by that. Um, Christian Kirk at 10. I, I think that's probably like pretty fair. Mark Ingram at 17. I was a little stunned by. And of Way course, Eli Mitchell that we'll get to. But those were really the ones that kind of jumped out to me. I was I was a little surprised. Um, yeah, I thought the Bridgewater purchase by you for five was a good buy. Uh, I was actually surprised Wally did not bid on Bridgewater too. He was the I was surprised there too. Yeah, he was the quarterback I was looking at as, you know, probably the the highest priced guy on waivers. And then I think uh, Twiz picking, picking up Kenny Gainwell is also a nice purchase for a, a rookie in his first game. He, he had a lot of, uh, a lot of touches on the ball, had a touchdown. Seems like he may have a pretty big role in that Philly offense. Yeah. I was surprised by Wally not picking up Bridgewater for sure, because I mean, he wanted the hometown guy. I know, but, like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I get it, but, you know, it just goes to show that Jimmy was saying as he came in at $2, you know, yeah. and Wally didn't even value him that highly, you know? And Nikki replaced uh, Jerry Judy on his team with another uh, wide receiver from Denver with Tim Patrick. Nikki rode Tim Patrick at the very end of last year, I remember. Um, you know, obviously that was without Cortland Sutton last year, but this year, Tim Patrick's going to be playing without Jerry Judy, so he'll probably still get an uptick in targets. And from what he's shown in the past, he's a pretty good player. So maybe a a nice pickup for Nikki there. For sure, I think overall, what's what's kind of impressive, and then maybe we can just jump right into the uh, to the week matchups, is just the action in the league. It's a lot of action. Um, oh yeah, seeing pickups. We've already seen what three three trades. I mean, it's it's all over the place, and, and we just love to see that kind of engagement, you know? The engagement is up, for sure. Well, let's get into the matchups. Uh, which one do you want to start out on? Let's see here. I figure we can kind of go down the list. Let me get them pulled up. Maybe we can try tr- start off with uh, Kareem Pry surprise with going ball to Stebo. Okay, so Twiz versus Frank. Kick it Ooh. off. Twiz and Frank. So, you know, Twiz does have a couple of – there's like – 
I mean, Twiz is looking great. I'll put it that way, right? But there are a couple of chinks in the armor. Um, I think he's Japanese. That, he's not Chinese. Yeah, no, no. I don't know. Well, you said about. chinks, and I thought, oh, I see. Um, yeah. So let's see. Mixon, Woods. I think Dallas uh, overall is likely to outperform. I think all those folks are are, are likely to. You know, I think Gia- uh, Johnson Deontay is great. Um, he gets a ton of targets, but I have some serious concerns about that offense overall. It's it's just a, like the pit. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm worried about Pittsburgh, um, and I don't think it's going to take Twiz to Pittsburgh. But yeah, I do I do have some concerns. I have some concerns there, and then you get like Damian Harris. You know, that's just showing a little bit of weakness. I realize hey, he's got like a nice predictive points. But, you know, I'd, I'd be concerned with any New England running back, more or less. Um, so I think overall, that's that's kind of my assessment for, for Twiz. Looking very strong, probably very likely, I think, to over, outperform. But there are a, a couple little weak spots. Um, for young Frank, I think, uh, you know, Rodgers, you know, Rodgers should never be a question mark. But just even the fact that he could be a question mark is a little bit of a question mark, right? It's like, Hey, how could Rogers even not perform? And I think last week just brought up a a lot of weirdness. And if there was a bounce back game for him though, Detroit seems like a a pretty solid matchup to get back on the, uh, back on the right track for sure. And like Rogers is somebody, you know, it's not like Rogers doesn't have pride in how he plays. So hopefully he's coming back with a vengeance, but I mean, there's been a lot of discussion about conflict with Rogers and green Bay and, and, you know, the management, right. Um, Hopkins is, is going to kill it. I mean, yeah. Hopkins is, is so great. I think he kept me, he kept me out of the pits like two or three years ago. Evans didn't look so awesome. Uh, maybe it was just sort of like a weird day, but especially with how much Brady was throwing, that was a little odd. Um, Eli Mitchell, of course, the big spend. Um, I think I think Frank's going to get it outside the pants Shanahan job on this. I really don't think he's going to get that kind of performance. I think Jamichael Hasty is going to get a bunch of reps. I think Trey Sermon's probably going to get enough for him to get a taste, but I don't think he's going to play. And I think that, yeah, there's, I think it's much more likely than not that Eli Mitchell was a little bit too early of a pick uh, pickup, um, a little too expensive. I think other than that, yeah, I think just a couple more question marks on, on, on Frank's, um, I think also maybe lastly on Debo Samuel, we saw a ceiling there and I don't think we can expect those kinds of numbers from week to week. So my conclusion here is Twiz will win. I think he's going to outperform more. There's a little too many couple question marks for Frank and he's definitely got a chance, but it's uh, it's a lower probability. Yeah, I've got Twiz plus five on this one too. So it's significant. Uh, I don't see much difference between the quarterback play Twiz has got Dak and Tom Brady. Frank's got Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers. You're expecting big points there. I think with Hopkins, Amari Cooper, and Evans, Frank's probably a little stronger at wide receiver than C.D. Lamb, Robert Woods, and Deontay Johnson. But Twiz, I think, makes that up in his running backs. Joe Mixon got the rock so often in that uh, 
in that first game, if that's their game plan is just feed him the ball, Twiz is going to really ride Joe Mixon. But I think one of the big things here in terms of projected points that are way off is TJ Hawkinson should not be projected for the same points as Noah Fant. Twiz is going to way outperform at tight end. Um, and that's going to make up some of those projected points. You know, he's projected seven points under. TJ Hawkinson is going to make up the vast majority of those. And then they've got Tyson Williams projected at eight points, which makes no sense to me. I mean, I don't think even bringing all those veterans in, the goal is to take touches away from Tyson Williams. I think he's going to get his, you know, 10 to 12 carries and then a couple of targets, but he's so efficient. Um, I, I think eight is his floor. I think he'll put up more and that will, uh, push twiz over the edge. So it sounds like we're both in agreement there. Um, and then I agree with you on Eli Mitchell. I, it's too soon to trust that. And with all the bodies they have in there, they just signed carry on Johnson. And I think that they're probably, you don't spend that type of draft capital on Trey sermon to have him ride the bench all year. I assume they're going to give him a shot. It, it's just too soon to spend that type of fab on a guy like Eli Mitchell in a backfield that's notorious for just not having any sort of solidified position. So, yeah, I, I actually got a statement from the Panache organization yesterday that I'd like to share. And, you know, the way uh, their top management characterized it is that sometimes you just got to shoot your shot. I can and, see that. You know, I think he just, he's going up, he's going to go for it. Right. It may or may not work out, but you know, he's pulling up the jumper, the ball's in the air, and we're going to see if it's going to go in. Okay. So we both got twiz. Let's move on. Uh, let's do Alex Holden versus Wally, the McDukies versus Free Raspini. Okay. And um, this is actually the matchup when I look at the projected points that I kind of agree with the most. Uh, and, you know, things have certainly changed for Wally. Um, with Holden, you've got Kyler, who's a beast. I don't trust Mac Jones, but it's the Jets. So matchup-wise, it's not terrible. He had a lot more questions at wide receiver, but I think you can start to trust Antonio Brown, especially against Atlanta. Calvin Ridley against Tampa is worrisome just because that defense is so good, but uh, I, I assume he'll do better than last week. And Mike Williams had so many targets. And against Dallas, which is going to be a shootout, that's going to continue. McCaffrey's McCaffrey, so no questions there. Najee, I assume he'll have a bounce-back game. He was drafted early for a reason. He's their guy. He's going to get the volume. Mark Andrews, same thing. He's You have to assume he's going to have a bounce-back. Devonta Smith showed everything you wanted to see. I think when you look at Alex's projected points, it's pretty on point uh, with what to expect. With Wally, the only way I think he uh, wins this week is if he has just a huge week from Mahomes playing their rivals, you know, Baltimore. If he, if Mahomes can put up a 40-pointer, which he's been known to do, Wally's got a shot. But losing Ryan Fitzpatrick in his QB2 not only hurt there in the QB2 spot, but now Terry McLaurin's a little less valuable and Logan Thomas is a little less valuable. So that, that injury had huge repercussions. Um, so that stack he had of Washington uh, quarterback and receiver and tight end is just, it's really hurt the team. Uh, 
Corey Davis and DJ Moore, I trust. I think they're going to get volume. Yeah. I really like Taylor and Montgomery at running back. Boyd, there's some question marks because he seems to be the clear number three in that uh, wide receiver room in Cincy. So I'm going to go with the projections. I have Holden plus eight, um, so a little less than uh, what Yahoo's projecting just because I think Mahomes is going to outperform even though he's projected at 24 points. But he's going to need a big game from someone, hopefully Mahomes, because that's where you're going to get the most extra points um, right, Todd. Yeah, for him to win. Yeah. I, I see. Okay. My analysis here, I think it's going to be Holden like plus 15, because I think <laughs> what Wally needs to see is he needs to see a consistent outperform across the board. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I think, hey, Mahomes, sure, going up for, like, a 40-point game would be great, right? But they're playing, like, Baltimore. Like, it's not – I don't think that that's that likely. And I think what he needs to see is, like, outperform across across all of his wideouts to be able to really get in there, right? Because you know some of these people are going to underperform. And so, therefore, you need just, like, you know, you need better – you need more backfill for that really to be able to make it. And so, you know, I've got some concerns, got some concerns here. And I think Garoppolo is such a question mark too, right? That's what I, that's the kind of gap that I think just makes it really, yeah. really tough. Garoppolo could lose his job in any given game this year. For sure. For sure. And just to start that, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I was kind of appalled that there wasn't uh, more competition for Bridgewater. Yeah. I thought it was going to be Bridgewater and Goff on the uh, waivers that were going to get the bids. For sure. All right. So right you, you have Alex Holden plus fifteen. Yeah, maybe like plus twelve, but I think it's it's going to be healthy. Okay, moving on. Uh, we got Cappy and Keenan next. Okay. Uh, yeah, this one I like to affectionately call the battle of mediocrity. Um, Cappy is at one hundred and one wins and one hundred and four losses overall as a manager. And Keenan is actually at 199 wins, 201 losses. And so if you're looking for, you know, D3 fat kid football, this is this is what you got. And I think, you know, Cappy overall, um, he's a little bit of a tough, tough spot. I think, um, you know, we talked about Eckler. I think you mentioned that really well on the podcast. I don't want to repeat anything anything there. I think Fournette is always an interesting one. He really helped me out at the end of the season, but how they're really going to really going to put him to work this year is, is still a question mark to me. I think Pittsburgh defense, I would like get off that immediately. Um, I think Las Vegas showed that they can, you know, they can get the ball downfield and, and make it happen. And I just don't think I'm going to be hanging my hat on the Pittsburgh defense after what I saw, because they're probably going to be on the field a lot. Um, I think Sanders also is, is, you know, they put him up as questionable. I think there's definitely some, some value here, but, uh, you know, I guess like the Eagles aren't a big confidence inspiring team for me. And so maybe, maybe I'm just sort of projecting a little bit. And playing San Francisco is very different from last week. Um, you know, he had a great game against Atlanta, but San Francisco's defense is super tough against the run. Totally. And so I think in the air, you know, and, and, you know, with Lamar Jackson and stuff like that, Cappy's, 
Cappy's okay, but I think he needs to make some changes to to really, uh, you know, really push it over the line. I think the challenge is his bench isn't ideal. Um, I think, you know, hey, he just paid up for Kirk. Probably putting him in is a good idea. But other than that, it's it's not exactly clear what he should do. And I'm worried that he's sitting on some players that are that are mediocre that you can't really start, but you can't really drop them either, right? And to trade those players up is, is always really hard. Moving to Keenan, I think that um, Smith-Schuster is, is going to be in trouble. I've been really ragging on the Pittsburgh offense all day. Um, I think that the Browns are always a question mark, right, with Landry. I think that there's a lot of dream. I know, hey, you know, I'm sitting on Mayfield, right? So it's not like <clears throat> it's not like I'm super bullish here. Um, I think Jones is another questionable because of the Green, Green Bay. I mean, it's just not confidence expiring. Um, Gibson, another one, just not super confidence expiring, I think. Hey, Mark Ingram. New York. He's playing the Giants. That's a weak that's, defense. That, that's true. Yeah, maybe that's really a good matchup and the points reflect that. But so basically, you know, I think it's – this is why I sort of said it's it's a little mediocre battle here. Um, is that I could see it kind of going both ways. I'm probably, I mean, I may be favoring Cabby a little bit, um, but I think it's it's pretty close to a toss up for me. So I've got Keenan plus two in this one. You know, Cabby's got the better quarterbacks with Lamar and Trevor Lawrence. J- Jameis Winston, that that game was a, a unicorn. Throwing the ball that few times and getting five touchdowns is crazy. And Tannehill, he needs to show us that he's he's back. Yeah, Happy's got crazy wide receivers. I mean, DK, Stephon Diggs, and Keenan Allen are just going to crush. When you compare that to T. Higgins, Juju, and Landry, I mean, oh, it's, God, yeah, it's two different classes. I mean, Cappy's oh. really three wide receiver ones. And Keenan's got maybe a wide receiver two and a couple of flex guys. Um, But I really think the big differential here is going to be Darren Waller. He got the ball 19 times. That's just going to continue all year. They're going to feed him the rock and he's going to get a lot of points there. And then when you compare their flex, Antonio Gibson, who just lost a quarterback, meaning that they're going to have to run the ball more unless they really trust Heineke, but I doubt it against the New York Giants defense. He's going to get, Huge amounts of volume. And Leonard Fournette, he did okay last week, but Bruce Arians already came out and said Ronald Jones is going to be the starter, even after fumbling the ball and then getting benched. It, I don't know what the hell's going on in Tampa Bay's backfield situation. I want no part of that. So even though as a team, I think that Cappy is much more well-balanced, there's just two positions that Keenan is just going to, crush on and i think that just barely gets him over the edge so i've got keenan plus two got it so let's move on to your matchup bill by the way outside the pants shanahan job great name um very creative it's a little long but i think everyone very much enjoyed that yeah you know the thing is i don't think people would get it if i did otp shj you know and so you gotta go uh, yeah, you gotta go. You gotta go long. So in this matchup, I've got you winning by four, um, but there are so many question marks in this matchup, and that's, 
I think that's the nature of this matchup is just, you know, who knows what the hell is going to happen here? Because the first thing to point out is Jalen Hurts had a great game last week. It was Atlanta. It's hard to know if that's legit or not. Against San Francisco, we're really going to see. But I do have Jalen Hurts projected a little higher than Yahoo's giving him credit for. I think on your side, Russell will do fine. And Baker against Houston will do fine. Houston's just so weak. And I think Justin Herbert, you put him against Dallas, they're just, it's going to be a back and forth game where everyone's just tossing the ball as much as possible. So he's going to put up a lot of points. You're going to crush at wide receiver. Tyreek, Thielen, and Godwin are just, they're beasts, especially Tyreek. He's, he's a unicorn. He's the only guy that can do what he does. Um, and then you get to Nikki. Alan, Alan Robinson, I'm cool with. Brandon Ayuk, what the hell do you do with Brandon Ayuk? How totally. you start this guy after he got zero targets, and they said it wasn't injury. They said it was just depth chart. It was that whoever this other dude is, I can't remember his name, um, starts wow. with age, but he outperformed Ayuk in camp, so they're just giving him that wide receiver two role. That doesn't uh, instill a lot of confidence. I'm probably more bullish on Galladay than most people for Nikki. At the end of the game last uh, week, he caught a lot of balls that were very poorly thrown, and he just you know reached out his long ass arms and snagged him. Um, I think there's a lot of trust there from Daniel Jones throwing to Galladay. The talent will rise uh, for Galladay. I think he'll dethrone Shepard as the the number one on that team. And then I assume that you'll have bounce back games at running back with Henry and Clyde. Kamara is probably going to be the MVP this year for fantasy, and he'll put up huge points for Nikki. but I don't trust James Robinson after what we saw last week. I've got major question marks for Robert Tanyan on your side. As you mentioned, it's Green Bay, and who knows what's going to happen. I think Kittle will outperform there, but it won't be enough. Flex, neither choice really instills a lot of confidence between Marquise Brown for you and uh, Edmonds for Nikki. But I think <clears throat> your wide receivers and a bounce back from your running backs is really just going to get it done. So got you a little ahead. Got it. Man, I'm surprised you're, you're giving me that little. But um, all right. Yeah, I think – I think I'm going to win. I think Nikki has just shown a lot of weakness. And I think, especially when you have to move around, like you're, you're, you're the core of a team with like Judy and stuff like that. I mean, Nikki has been a, a just injury magnet for a couple of seasons. And I think Ayuk is probably going to bounce back. I think, you know, Shanahan needs to fuck someone in fantasy. And I, my bet is Eli Mitchell and Frank. So I think Ike's going to be back a little bit, but it it's, seems like he might have done something in training camp. It wasn't so great. Um, I actually think the Sterling Galladay kind of thing, I think they're both going to sort of amp each other up um, because I think once you have multiple people that you can kind of target, it, it makes uh, defenses a little bit distracted. And so I almost think that, that Sterling comes out ahead there just because Galladay is a little bit more of a name. Um, you know, as I mentioned, I saw Nikki put, pick up Cole Beasley, which is never a sign of confidence. That's not like, if you're killing it, you're not like, Hey, I'm going to pick up Cole Beasley and everybody knows what they get, but, and like, Hey, maybe he's going to break out, but it's, it, it's dicey. And I think for me, I think, you know, you about summed it up. I, I think I've been no, I've been hiding from, from my weaknesses here, but, you know, I think we, 
I think I'm a little worried that I've got I've got a team, especially my bench, that has like a lot of potential, but might not achieve that. And you know, that was why I made the sort of Bridgewater pickup, because you know, when you get halfway through this this year, you know, things things get a little desperate. And at QB in particular, uh, it can it can win or lose games. And so I kind of went with a little bit more of a conservative, hey, let me stash this for the season kind of thing, as opposed to, hey, I'm going to pay top dollar for, uh, you know, uh, uh, Eli Mitchell, whatever. I think more specifically on my team for the starters, I think Tanyan is super question mark. Marquise Brown was looking really good and he seemed to have a good connection. So I'm actually feeling more confident about that than you are. I think Edwards Hilaire, I didn't see what I wanted to see put it that way. And so I'm a little, little worried there, especially given the depth on my bench where I've got a lot of potential, but not a lot of like, Hey, money in the bank. Um, wide receivers, clear winner. I think QB is a little bit more of a mix. I'd probably give it to Frank or to, uh, to Nikki, but I think overall I'm going to, uh, I'm going to pull this down. I think you're going to crush. I don't know. It's probably going to be like plus five or six, I think. Yeah, so that's crush, but I had plus four for you. And I think your bench looks better than you're giving it credit for. I think Trey Sermon, the role opened up, so that that helps him. I think Naheem Hines is a great floor guy because of his pass catching, and then Shepard and Waddle, that's not bad at all. So I think your bench is looking a little better. AJ Dillon, there's question marks there, but there's question marks for the entire Green Bay offense. Totally. So let's so move on summary, to think, Todd yeah. versus uh, Ace. Oh, yeah. Shit. Last one. Last one. All right. This should be this should be good. Um, I mean, I think the first things first is like, what is Roethlisberger doing there? You're going to be paying for that one. Um, I think that that's, that's a mistake. I think two is going to hit your starters after you're burned this coming week. Um, Chenault's okay. He's pretty questionable. Though, I mean, I think, hey, the Jacksonville, um, you know, it's just not exactly clear where it's going to kind of go. Um, I know you tried to sell me MG3 for a pretty for a pretty penny. Um, I kind of felt that as like kind of a boom or, or marginal. And I think you were just trying to sell high. Um, Zeke, of course, there's no way to no need to panic. But, you know, I was a little surprised by Henderson being benched as well. Um and I think, you know, looking at the bench, that's actually more of, you know, just sort of comparing your sit start. I mean, Odell is going to pull a Kimmy gone on you and she's going to string you along. She's going to make you feel nice. Then she's going to spin your face. And I think you got to get rid of him ASAP. I would try and, and trade, but, you know, I, I think that's going to be tough because, you know, basically everybody's been burned by, by Beckham Jr. Um, such a great season a couple of years ago. And, it's just been leaving everybody wanting since then. Um, for Ace, uh, you know, I think obviously QB is a pretty immediate concern if you're sitting on Darnold and Wentz as as your starters. Um, I think, you know, Green Bay's again, not a direct concern, but it's on the radar. Tevin Coleman um, in, in RB2 was... I think, he'll, I think he'll put Barkley in there before the game tonight. You think so? Yeah, I think, you know, Ace better be watching because there's definitely a sit start there. And I think, you know, there are like probably 
three or four running backs I'd, I'd pick up off off the waivers just to kind of fill in the gaps. Like I'm not sure if Philip Lindsay is going to be going to be your guy, um, but you know maybe hey Ace is is maybe sitting sitting kind of through it, and I think you know maybe even try to shoot a trade to Keenan for a running back would be a good call because he's got pretty he's got decent wide receiver coverage, but he doesn't have any RBs that are like super inspiring. And well, Dalvin Cook is pretty fucking good. So, yeah, sorry, I, I meant his RB two situation. RB two situation is, is questionable. Um, also, sitting on the New York Giants defense um, is a little bit surprising. I mean, it's not like Washington's amazing, but it's it's a little bit scary. And so, you know, I think I've got you here, probably just about by the by the spread. What's the spread? Oh, that's a big, that's an 11 point spread. I have it a little closer. I've got myself winning by six. Um, I am nervous about Roethlisberger, but I also don't feel good about playing Tua against Buffalo. Um, I think Aces wide receivers are all going to outperform. Besides Lockett, both Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson uh, underperformed last week. I think they're both going to have bounce back games. I love my wide receivers. I think AJ Brown's going to have a good game. Cooper cup seems to have a good connection with Stafford and that stack just gets me just a huge amount of points. Every time there's a, a touchdown pass to Cooper cup and uh, LaVisca, I think just has guaranteed volume because they have specific plays for him. You know, they have those gadget plays where they just are going to get him the ball. He'll probably get a carry as a running back once, you know, some sort of end around and then, nine eight eight or nine targets it's pretty good volume you're right about the sit start here the reason i have daryl henderson on my bench is because indianapolis is just known for trying to have an extremely slow game they are not out there running any hurry up offense they are just trying to slow things down so i think that's really going to eat into his volume and melvin gordon against jacksonville i just anyone playing against jacksonville i have a a little more confidence in and I am trying to shop Melvin around but you know he's got Jacksonville this week and the New York Jets next week that's two startable matchups for a running back I, I like that uh Zeke yeah. will have a bounce back Kelsey is Kelsey and Swift looked really good and I, I think against Green Bay that's going to be a shootout and Swift catches the ball so he'll he'll eat there Nikki like you said his quarterbacks Oh, yeah, Ace. His uh, quarterbacks are just not instilling a lot of confidence. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers struggled against New Orleans, what's Sam Darnold going to do? Totally. Uh, I mean, that's just a bad situation to be in. Dalvin Cook is a huge amount of strength for him against Arizona. That's going to be a big game. Yeah. It's too soon to trust Kyle Pitts, especially against Tampa's defense. Um, and Brandon Cooks is great. Um, you know, he's going to get volume, but – I don't think it's going to be enough to put him over the edge. And like you said, I, I think Nikki needs, or I mean, Ace needs to make a trade here. You can plug Saquon in there. They talked about opening it up for Saquon and not limiting him at all this week, which is a good sign from the coaches. But if he doesn't perform, there's some big question marks. Cause that offensive line is trash and coming off an injury. Um, he may not be what he used to be. And if that's the case, Ace is going to need to make a uh, a move to get an RB two that he can trust. So, I've got myself 
ahead by six, a little under what I'm projected to win, but I still think I'll, I'll win this comfortably. Yeah, I think it's going to be a little, I don't know. I think it's probably going to be a little bit closer. I think probably what you're at big risk of is, is just out managing yourself. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, that's the evergreen issue with you as a manager. And I think, you know, you're being clever with these matchups, right. Where it's like, Hey, you know, MG three might get blah, 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 but, or, you know, Chenault's like, Hey, he's on these gadget plays and stuff like that. But I mean, I kind of think that you're upping your precision while at the same time upping your variance. Right. Cause that's why I said he's really a boom bust because, yeah, they have all these like designed plays for him, but it's not like he's the cold-blooded killer that you really need, right? And I think that that's that's kind of bringing up the 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 questions there. And I think you know you've seen that in the past where you come in with a lot of precision and then you know you basically end up you know missing the forest for the trees. And I think that's probably a little bit that's like a little bit of the issue. And and you know I hear you hey, maybe you're right about sort of Indianapolis trying to slow it down and, and so on and so forth. But, you know, the Rams are, are, are good. And I think you're going to see, you know, play action and, and stuff like that. And I think that that just that sets Daryl Henderson up because he's going to be be a key part of the offense. Um, I think overall, you've got a pretty good bench, though. I think there's a lot of a uh, lot of potential there yeah, so. except for my wide receivers who are not even playing so <laughs> i need that's yeah for sure i think i need odell yeah, to get you need to fill that in Again, yeah maybe okay. after this week you're gonna do a little trade with ace you know i don't know how long i'm gonna be able to hold on to two injured wide receivers so odell please get healthy for me dude i'm telling you he's gonna get me gone you man that's that's what's gonna happen it's uh you know, I think I tried to trade trade him away high to Keenan last year um, after he had kind of a breakout game. But, you know, ever since he was on, what was it, like that that season with the Giants and like, I can't remember what. I think it was like four years ago. Yeah. He, uh, he's had a lot of hype, but he hasn't been really amazing. You no. know, And it's a name that's very identifiable, and I think that that's uh, – that's the thing, but I think overall, maybe to take a big, big step back here, I think that given this, you know, either Keenan or Cappy is going to end up 0-2, right? Ace is likely to end up 0-2, as is Wally, and that's going to be a little bit of a, oh, and Nikki, and so that's actually going to put a number of people, you know, on a one-way ticket to Pittsburgh, and I think that's going to be it's going to set us up for for an interesting midseason. There you go. Okay. Well, we got uh, the uh, Giants playing Washington tonight, so there's a uh, a bunch of players in the game. We'll see if Ace decides. Yeah. And uh, next week. All right. Thanks. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Bill. Yes. Yeah, see you. Later.